What's up, guys? Welcome back to the OGT podcast. If you don't know who this is, this is my brother and my friend, Gunnar Person. Say what's up, Gunnar. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, but, Gunnar, I got to ask you, whose time are you on, man? Uh, I'm on God's time. On God's time. And if you don't know who Gunnar is, Gunnar is a basketball skills trainer out of Missouri. And I first met Gunnar when I started working uh, with Spencer Reeves my junior year. And we've kind of uh, remained close and uh, kept in contact since then. But uh, Gunnar, just tell me a little bit about yourself or tell us a little bit about yourself before we get rolling. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'm a basketball skills coach. Um, first and foremost, I am an elementary PE teacher. That's the that's the number one thing I love to work and uh, teach the kids. Uh, fourth and fifth grade specifically are the grade levels at my school. Um, and then, like I said, I do the basketball skills training on the side. Um, I'm also a high school basketball coach at the local district that I'm at in Harrisonville, Missouri. I'm the JV coach and the head varsity assistant. So, um, obviously in case you can't tell a lot of the things that I do revolve around basketball, that is my, that's my number one. Um, but all along the way, I, I try to, um, teach gratitude and, uh, and loving your, yourself, regardless of what your, your views are. Um, obviously I try to push. Uh, Christianity and my believing in uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Jesus Christ. So, um, anyway, that's uh, that's that's basically that's basically what I'm about. Yes, sir. And if y'all don't know, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you can see. But uh, I have this shirt on. It's the God's Got Me brand. Uh, that's a brand that Gunner started. And he, hold on. Well, no, I won't pull it out. But in my closet, I actually, you know, that one you started with the little three. Yeah, three point I, shooters tee. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got one of those, the white ones too. But Gunner has a um, he has an online shop that I'm gonna drop in the link after the or not in the link in the description uh, after this. But Gunner, I gotta ask you the question of all questions: When did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time, and why? Okay, so there's a specific date that I have. Um, it was. January 14th, 2018. Um, that was the day that I decided to rededicate my life to Christ. Um, it was at James River Church in Springfield, Missouri. Um, my college roommate, Austin, Austin Pippen is his name. My best friend, my number one. He's my, that is, I mean, I, I have three sisters, but, um, if I did have a brother that that's the closest thing I have to a brother. Um, obviously when, depending on where you go, what you've been through, everyone's, uh, everyone's testimony is a little bit different, which is why I love that question. Um, but when I first went to college, I, I was at the university of central Missouri. Uh, I was there my freshman year. Um, just like any other person, whenever they, they go to, I, I mean, I honestly, I wasn't meant to go to college. Um, I was lucky to have someone back in my hometown in Hannibal, Missouri that believed in me and, and, uh, sat me down and, uh, paid for my, um, my, uh, what you call it whenever your application fees. So whenever I was applying to go to schools and stuff like that, he sat down, said, write down three schools you want to go to. Cause straight out of high school, I took my first, I took a semester off. I didn't go straight out of high school. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and he sat down with me and he just said, write down the schools that you're interested in. So I wrote down those schools and then he pulled up the websites for each of those schools for the application process, pulled out his credit card, was paying for all of them to do it. He just did it for me. Um, and 
eventually I got into UCM. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't plan on going to school. So whenever I went there, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, for anyone who first started going to college, they know that there's temptations. They know that there are all sorts of things that are going to throw you in for a loop. And I definitely felt my, um, my passion and my, I don't know, I guess I just had blurry, a blurry vision or kind of detoured off of my, my route through having a uh, strong faith. And my, my buddy, Austin, who I met when I lived in Springfield, I went to three different high schools, dude. I moved a lot. I, I was going through all sorts of stuff growing up when my parents separated and all, all this and that. So Austin was one person that kept in touch with me whenever I was moving all over the place. And originally he went to three rivers community college for baseball. And he wanted to go into aviation school to be a pilot. He didn't want to play baseball anymore. So UCM was the only program in the state of Missouri that, that had an aviation program. Um, and so they, he, he decided he was going to transfer. He got a hold of me. We became roommates. And then as we became roommates, he um, just pushed, pushed. He was my, he was my training wheels, learn how to ride a bike again. And um, anytime I went down to Springfield to visit uh, after we graduated, because we were out of, we were out of college at that point. Um, he basically said, um, dude, just come to church with me. He's like, I know you don't. Cause I had friends at Missouri state, you know, still trying to have fun, stuff like that. And he basically just said, dude, just, you can do whatever you want on Friday, Saturday. He said, just come to church with me on Sunday before, before you head back. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I started doing it and, you know, started listening to Christian music, which honestly, that's another big uh, motivating factor. And I think that you are what you listen to a lot of the times because that's what's going to teach you things. Um, but anyway, outside of that, January 14th, uh, 2018, uh, I decided that I was going to rededicate my life to Christ. And then since then, that's just been one of those things where, um, you know, it's been, it's, it's been a normal, it's been a normal routine, increasing prayer, um, going to church regularly. Obviously, before we talked, I was telling you that mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend and I, Anna, haven't necessarily found a home with with a church but we do watch our uh virtual messages um live all sorts of live sermons stuff like that from home uh we're just kind of waiting to find a place that actually feels like home whenever we whenever we step foot in there so i think i think that's such a big thing um like finding the right fit for you as far as a church um because not necessarily like denominationally mm-hmm. but like you know, I mean, my dad's Cumberland Presbyterian. My mom's Baptist. We made jokes growing up saying I'm a Baptiperian. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. But, like, it's not even necessarily, like, uh, you know, like, when I'm in Jonesboro, I go to Central Baptist. Uh, whenever I'm with my dad, I always go to my dad's church, of course. When I'm in Batesville, I usually go to First Baptist. And it's, like, you know, just finding the church that fits you best really mm-hmm. it's such a big thing because it's about like you know what you retain and um you know like what speaks to you the most because honestly like you know you might go to a church like there's some churches i know that they still like sing hymns and stuff like that and people love that and then right. others they're like nah i kind of want to listen to that casting crowns uh mm-hmm. beat stuff you know mm-hmm. and so yeah that's a big thing uh it's hard to find like a, a good church home but what you do man it's just it's it's so fulfilling because like you know at central i i go to um 7:47 on wednesdays and like that's like a college ministries kind of thing and i it's so okay. comfortable to me every time i go in there and like i have people my age and stuff like that so right no and i think that worship i'm glad 
because I mean, I mentioned music and, and you mentioned hymns and stuff like that, casting crowns. I think that worship is very important because I know that there are times where when you go to church, some people don't, don't walk in until worship is over. Um, and I think that sometimes you got to be choosy. Um, and I don't, I mean, I have no background in deciding, um, what music is going to be played or anything like that, you know, being a part of the worship team. But, um, I do think that there are times, I think that for me, sometimes that is what causes me to kind of shy away from some different, some other churches, whenever we're trying to decide what we're going to do. Um, because it, they may play the same songs over and over every single week. And sometimes like, dude, I get it. Um, it's easy to relate, but got to mix it up every now and then. Um, plus I like, I mean, I like to be able to sing the words and know the words of the song without looking at the lyrics on the screens, if they, if they provide them and whatnot. But also the other thing is, is like, I kind of want to learn and hear new songs at the same time, because in all honesty, like good, good father is one song that just completely changed me. I was in the church when I was with Austin and um, I heard that song and boy, I was a waterworks yeah because that song just it just hit me it just hit me different and that's sometimes that's what you need is you just need a song to you just need a song to hit you yeah i want you to okay and we didn't really script this but i'm thinking about this now i want you to tell the story about how you and spencer met and how y'all like because that isn't that kind of how you first got started into skills training yeah so uh, spencer and i were we were in the same major at ucm um whenever he transferred there um and so basically we were both PE majors. Um, obviously right. he was a basketball player because he still is a basketball player. He yeah. does it for a living. Um, but anyway, listen, it's funny because him and I were, we didn't necessarily choose to be partners for the things that we were doing because we had to do like team teachings and like whenever we got done teaching practice lessons, we had to review each other's and, and stuff like that. And him and I just happened to partner up every time. I think it was just one of those, like maybe it was God calling. Maybe it was just like kind of a mutual kind of feeling that we had, whatever it may be. But anyway, we, uh, I told him, I, I, I basically told him one day after we got done doing a team teaching for, uh, we had to teach a volleyball lesson, which was, I did all of the work. I hope he listens to this because I did all of the work. <laughs> he, didn't do nothing, he didn't do nothing except teach it. You know how he is. He's a sweet talker. He's a smooth yeah. talker. He knows the way. Oh we're working, yeah. So. He got that, he's got that stupid voice. He always does. He's like, Oh yeah. Like, no. <laughs> so we, uh, anyway, I just told him after, after we got done with class one day, I was like, dude, I know I don't really look like a basketball player and I don't play college basketball or anything. I said, but I do basketball training. Just let me do, let's do a workout one time. If you like it, cool. Maybe you'll ask me to work you out again. If you don't like it, then we'll just go back to being colleagues in the PE department and kind of just go from there, you know? So did a workout. Um, I I mean, obviously the rest was history. So obviously it was decent enough for him to want to work out again, but one thing led to another. Then I started working out with Cobby, which, you know, you know, big Cobb. Um, And so, you know, that's that Spencer's my first, like, college client he was my yeah. first college client first like true client that considered that, that started working with me on a consistent basis because um anytime like you anytime you work with anytime you work with a college player locally in a small town like warrensburg warrensburg is not a big town but mm-hmm. they see that he's people see that he's working out with me then high school parents and 
yeah. and you know, youth parents are reaching out to me asking if, 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 if I can work with their kids. So, and then teammates obviously started reaching out. Like how often a week were y'all working out? Therefore to start, we were going like two, maybe three times. And then anyone who knows Spencer knows that he's just a gym rat. So yeah. we, once we got comfortable with one another, we figured out each other's schedules. Uh, it was dang near an everyday thing. Yeah. I just think it's kind of cool. Cause like, I remember a lot of people don't know, like when he was in high school, he was like a very, like, like, I mean, he went, went off screens, shot open threes, shot pull up jumpers. I mean, like, I'm not saying he, like he was good, but he didn't learn like the step backs or the, you know, reverse finishes or anything like, I don't know. He like, like he just became more crafty, I guess, after you started working with him. So I will, first of all, that's all, that is 100% him. Um, it's a matter of whether or not you're willing to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, which is something that he's really good at. He's okay with being uncomfortable and he'll tell you, I mean, he's very vocal. So, but he is like, um, first of all, he's really intelligent and he knows his body, Don't which is, it, which is really important though. Um, and I, I never will tell him that I'll always give him a hard time, but he knows his body really well, which is one of the reasons why when he was in high school, he didn't, he didn't fit the, the basketball player. Look, he did not look like a basketball player. And then once he went to college, he finally started to develop a little bit. He learned his body a lot better. And then he was able to get in really good shape. Um, but that's the reason why he, he grew so much as a basketball player was because, um, he knew his body, he knew what he could do. He tested his limits and then eventually he ended up, he's just a quick learner. And that when you know your body well enough, you're going to be able to learn things quickly. Yeah. I want to talk about now that we get onto that, because I didn't, you know, I didn't see the God's got me brand or anything like that until, you know, he introduced me to you. So talk about like, like, you know, I showed it again, this shirt, talk about starting that and like what made you want to start it. Uh, Yeah. Just go into that a little bit. So the reason why I started that brand, well, that slogan anyway, is because, I mean, first of all, you, the fact that it's on your shirt necessarily, it, it just shows that someone doesn't have to come up to you and talk to you to get a sign. Right. And I think that a lot of times whenever it comes for someone to come around full circle and to see that there are constantly messages and signs that God is, is, um, he is there, um, and that's the reason why it's God's got me is because I'm hopeful that no matter what someone's going through, um, if you're rocking the shirt, if you come across the a post on social media or, or you're on my website and you see it on my website, whatever it is, I hope that there's it's it's a sign to to show that whatever it is you're going through, um, whatever trials, um, regardless of whether or not you just committed sin 30 seconds ago, um, there are ways around, there are ways around that. And God's going to have you, uh, regardless of what the situation is. So I love that so much. Cause I, dude, you actually would not believe I've actually never talked to you about this, but this is my favorite shirt to work out in because there have been so many times where I was playing or where I was working out and someone's like, dude, I love your shirt. And it's kind of funny, actually. I won't, okay. I won't go into detail, but you know, I was playing pickup one time and I had this shirt on and I can't, you know how it is when you're playing, dude, you're just talking, Mm -hmm. you know, like talking a little trash. I can't even remember. It was, it wasn't even something big. I like talked a little trash to somebody like somebody I knew 
like it wasn't even like like me even being mean or anything it was just like <laughs> like that you know and someone mm-hmm. was like you can't do that like you're a christian like look at what you have on and it kind of made me i don't know it, it, it made me think to myself like i i've thought to myself before like was i in the wrong for you know like talking a little trash you know and pick up or whatever and it's it's such a hard concept because I, that's something i've struggled with honestly because some people are like you know god's made us to be passionate god's made, made us to be fierce and you know, he's made us to be competitors and then others are like you know don't lose your witness and that's i don't know have, i don't know if you've ever kind of thought about that but that's something i've struggled with a little bit well so that's the thing is is i think that sometimes whenever it comes to uh, christianity regardless of what your denomination may be i think that there tends to be a, a pretty rough stigma that if you're a christian you have to be perfect Right. And that's that's not the case. I think that there are going to be flaws. There are going to be speed bumps. There's going to be something along the way that is going to cause you to a second guess. Um, it's going to cause you to definitely contemplate and think just in general. And um, if that means that someone else is coming up and is is calling you out, then ultimately what I would consider it is constructive criticism. I think it's one of those things where if someone does point it out, then obviously there are things that you can do to practice and be a little bit better, but I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, with competing. Um, and then again, it's, it's one of those things where if someone does call you out, you, I mean, you have the luxury of saying that just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I'm perfect. You know, um, I think there's a time and place for it. Um, it's not one of those things that has to be controversial, but I do think that like whenever it's all said and done and whenever you're done playing pickup or whenever the competitiveness is over, which I know that you're like this. And I know a lot of guys are like this. It's in the heat of the moment, whenever everything's done and you're taking your shoes off to put your flip-flops back on or whatever it is, you're letting there's you, you, you at least remind them like, Hey, I know that the game got a little heated or I said some things I shouldn't have said. I just want you to understand that, you know, it was just a, it was just a heat of the moment thing. And, and, um, that's the thing is, is you know, a, uh, I don't know if this would be considered hypocritical to what I just said, but, you know, it is also a, another Christian's responsibility to be understanding and forgiving. So if, if that's, if that's what it is, then a lot of times they're going to be, no, I know I completely understand. I get it. You know? So. Yeah. I think, yeah. Keeping it on the court. That's such a big thing because it's crazy to me. Like, uh, I think about like me and Stetson, uh, man, Stetson's like, one of my best friends in the world. And I can't, uh, I can't even, you know, think of how many times we've been like, no, I mean, not like about to fight or anything like that, but like, you know, chirping back and forth at each other and then, or Devin or whoever, or Spencer, uh, like, I mean, and just like chirping back and forth and, uh, saying something. And then after it's like, Hey bro, you trying to get some food? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But uh, well, food, first of all, food solves everything. So it doesn't matter what's going on. Food solves everything that talk about, talk about good for the soul food right there. Read the Bible, pray and food. Yes, sir. Dude. I just, uh, I just remembered this. I've seen that. And, and I didn't know, like, I was kind of surprised by this. I've seen Austin's ripped uh, the God's got me brand, like pictures and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, and that's thanks to Spencer. Um, when I came out with my new hoodie colorways, uh, um, gotta get one. They're dope. The like Spencer, pinkish whateverish one is so cool looking. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Spencer ordered two of them, and um, obviously Spencer's in Germany, 
Um, but he got, he ordered two of them, had them sent to, uh, his mom's. And then when his mom went to go visit, she took both the hoodies. Well, she took Austin's hoodie out there and then he's rocked it a couple times and I, yeah. I love it. I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he, he wears it. I'm assuming it's pretty comfy. That's the reason why I wear mine. I don't even yeah, wear mine awesome, just to support bro. the message. I, I, I wear it to support the message and because the hoodies are so stinking comfortable, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would recommend them for the comfort just as much as I would the message. So we're going um, to drop a link after this in the description. Yeah, it? definitely. I got, I got a ton of colors available. So make sure you guys check out the link down there. Uh, I just thought that was pretty cool because uh, you know, uh, people that know Austin know that he's not like too cool for anyone. Mm -hmm. And right. I thought it was cool that as like, you know, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people haven't really been talking about it. He gained like a lot of followers in one night after that game winner. And I just, I just thought it was cool that number one he was you know cool with you know having something that says god on it right uh, on like an nba yeah we're good no you're, yeah you're good no but like on a nba level platform like you know having something that says god on it says Dude, god game day god. fit man yeah i'm telling you i thought that was really cool though no doubt and you know the the thing with austin is is something that's really big to him is loyalty um sure. and that that's what the that's just with the Reeves family in general. They're big on loyalty, and that's something that I have, um, I've been a huge fan of, and I think that that's the reason why Spencer and I clicked as quickly as we did. Um, but no, I mean Austin's 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 good people. The Reeves family, good people. But Austin could e very easily switch up, and um, and that's one thing I love about him is is his, is his loyalty. Um, he's an extremely authentic guy and he's not going to sugarcoat anything. So that's, that's, I, I love him for that. Yeah. And whenever we were, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but whenever we were, you know, COVID happened, we were literally in the gym every single day. And I like, it's kind of funny now. Cause like we're talking a lot of basketball. I usually talk God on here, but I want to, I want to talk about God and basketball on this one because sure. yeah, because like, when we were, a lot of people don't know this, but when COVID was happening, like, dude, I was in a really bad place, like really, really bad, like mentally. And it was just screwing with me because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any offers until like July. Like, I think you remember that, like right. you were talking to me about like, you know, some school in Missouri, I don't even remember what it was like. I remember, but you were like, yeah, like, you know, maybe you could come, you know, work out with this coach or whatever. I didn't, it was kind of weird. I didn't have any offers. And then I had like four, which was very strange to me. Like I was like, what the heck? And, but yeah, dude, like me, Stetson, Spencer and Austin were in the gym every single day at old trough. And if y'all don't know what old trough is, it's almost like nostalgic now going in that gym because we were in there like every single day. Uh, but dude, as far as like, I, I was dealing with doubt, not, it's weird. Like not like, I didn't doubt God and I didn't doubt like, like, Oh, does God exist or anything like that? But I doubt, I kind of doubted God's plan for my life. I was like, wow. Like I have no offers to play the game. I love, uh, you know, like, you know, the world shut down. Um, and, and I was just going through like, cause you know, we were talking about even before this about, you know, how, like as a Christian, sometimes people try to be perfect and dude, like I I'm so guilty of that. And that's something I've been trying to work on lately. Like, you know, not beating myself up 
if, you know, I slip up, not necessarily like slip up in sin, but like if I just, you know, don't walk perfectly every day, if I slip up and, you know, I get mad or something like that, not beating myself up about it for 30 minutes. And dude, COVID, I don't know how COVID affected you uh, or as an educator, I don't know how it affected you, but for me, it affected me in a really bad way. And I just went on this weird, like year long spiral of anxiety and it, you know, it just took a while for it to, to really end. So I don't know how it was for you as an educator. No, no. And I'm, that's, I think that it's good to shed light on that because I think that a lot of people in general had experienced that because there's, there's anxiety that comes with uncertainty. Anytime something's uncertain, then that that's exact. That's, that's the main feeling that is going to, that is going to follow uncertainty. So, um, I mean, as an educator, I think that there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of changes with, um, a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> there are so many things, but I think that the, the big things are, um, like daily math. lives and routines have changed. I think that, um, at home lives have changed drastically both with, yeah. uh, behavior and with expectations and all sorts of stuff. So, um, and a lot of school systems are seeing that. So, but I mean, personally for me, the biggest, um, shoot, the biggest thing that I had, that I had faced was business wise as a skills coach, because there were no, I didn't have access to any gyms. I'm still easing back into being able to use gyms and facilities because a lot of schools don't allow outside entities to come in. Um, so, and it's just considered another liability to where if someone gets sick during my workouts, then it would be a whole nother liability issue that the, the property would be responsible for. So there's a lot of things that have affected that. So, um, but at the same time during the COVID uh, situation in the time that we had it, that's when I had connected with Sam Decker as well, who is uh, Wisconsin Badger, great future Hall of Famer, um, was a draft pick, first round draft pick, and played in the NBA. He's in Turkey right now. They just won today, and they're going to be playing in the FIBA uh, championship. So, I mean, he's, dude, he's a phenomenal dude, phenomenal individual. I'm um, going to be a dad here pretty soon. So, big ups to him. Yeah. But that was one thing that led to that. Luke Cooper, a mentor, uh, a really good dude and good friend of mine who's an NBA skills coach. He actually is the, lead skill development trainer over at overtime elite. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's just basically like a, uh, way for high school players to get paid to play since the name image and likeness thing passed up. So, um, he does that over there, but anyway, Sam moved to Kansas city with his wife. His wife's originally from this area and he was looking for a trainer. He got a hold of Luke. Luke wasn't here. Luke called me put us in a group message and then, um, and then we figured it out from there. So. Dude, did you get like, did you get nervous? Cause like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like he's a, that's a big time player, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, and the reason why was because like, first of all, I've worked with Austin, Austin Reeves several times. Um, however, I wouldn't necessarily consider me like his trainer. Yeah, Spen yeah. I would consider myself Spencer's trainer, but not yeah. so much um, Austin's just because Austin and I haven't really worked out a ton. So I can't claim 
anything. I don't claim anything that my players do, but like, I want to say that's that, like, that's very mature of you to say that because like a lot of trainers be like, Oh, what's up? Uh, I, I said like, that's very mature of you to say that because one of the biggest things I see in, in today is like a trainer works with a big time player one time. Oh, that's my guy. Oh, that's my guy. That's my guy. Oh yeah. We've done this and done that. And they're mm -hmm. just like trying to like, you know, I just thought, I thought that's cool that you say that. Right. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that's, that's my duty is to be honest and, and make sure that people don't get it twisted. So I'm never going to take credit for one, anything that Austin does, let alone any of my other players. But I think that it's, it's important to let people know that I'm not Austin's trainer by any yeah. means. Um, and I've ne I haven't done much, if anything at all, to get him to the point where he's at, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I've still, you know, worked with him. And the reason why I was nervous was because even though I worked with Austin, I went to OU when he was there, me and Spencer took several days, which that story in itself I've shared on a couple of podcasts is um, crazy, but I went to OU for, you know, five or six days with, you know, when Austin first went there. And so I've worked with him, but boy, whenever I got that call that I, or whenever I got that call from Luke and he put us in a group text, I had the phone number of an NBA player. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was telling Anna, I, my girlfriend, Anna, I was telling her, dude, this could be like, a, this could be huge for me. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, we worked out every day. We, there was a gym. There's a, there's a kid in um, Overland park area, Overland park, Kansas area that I worked with in the past several times. And his family's very well off. They have a really nice basketball court inside of their house. That's awesome. And that's during COVID, nothing was open. And that's where we had access to go. And that's where I worked out with Sam for the first off season. Saw some growth. He had a really good season overseas. And then uh, this was our this was our second summer together. So that was um, – we've just been close friends now. I, I house sit for him, dog sit for him, do some stuff for him. Yeah. We're just close friends now. So it's, he's a good dude. Dude, I saw a thing like – how I can't I think maybe it was him that posted something about how it's hard like being like overseas and that and that's just that's a whole other topic like being overseas like think about Cobby think about Spencer think about like Sam Decker like people that are away from their girlfriends mm -hmm. and or their wives and like I don't know I, I saw a thing one time that he was somebody said like it was hard like being away from them and I know that we've talked a little bit, like you talked about how you and your girlfriend were doing a Bible study, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess I just want to, you know, maybe for you to talk about how important that is in your relationship uh, with Anna, although I don't know Anna. Right. No, 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 no. And uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you mentioning that because I think that it's super important, especially for the audience that you attract on your podcast. And, and even if it's not even someone who normally listens to your podcast, hopefully there's something that they find of value that kind of helps them grow spiritually. Um, but the analogy that I used whenever we talked earlier was I, I kind of consider faith like a muscle and I'm sure other people have heard something very similar to that, but, um, in order to do so, you have to feed it the right nutrients. Um, you have to practice and lift it daily in order to make it stronger. And so, you know, that's something that Anna and I will do is, is we'll, you know, pull out the Bible. We'll, pray we'll watch sermons and i think that um your nutrients are basically all of the vitamins that you feed mm -hmm. uh that said muscle of religion which 
I mean, obviously can be of all sorts of different ways, whether the Bible be your proteins and the, your Christian music worshiping on the way to work is your, uh, it might be your carbohydrates because carbs can be good. They're an energy source. You know, there's all sorts of things. I don't, I, you know, there's all sorts of things in, in details because whatever you may find as your niche, you could be big on your macros, whatever it may be. Maybe this is me telling you, this is your, this is your way of telling you, Hey, maybe I should invest a little bit more uh, of my time trying to grow. And, um, you know, that's just me trying to, to word it in a little bit different way, but that's kind of just what we do to kind of build stronger, not just as individuals, but as a, as a pair as well. I love that. I've never heard it that way. Get your, get your nutrients, get your proteins, get your carbohydrates. <laughs> like that was really cool. Cause if you think about it, there's, you know, a lot of people believe this confusing misconception that you can only glorify God in church. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people believe that church is the only place where you're even sometimes even people believe like the only place you're present with God. And that's not true. Like, uh, and I don't want to sound like freaky when I say this, like God is sitting here with you and me right now. Right. I mean, like God is um, um, omnipotent, which means he is all knowing. He's everywhere all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he can't overextend himself. He, uh, you know, a lot of people like, you know, theologians like to describe it, I guess, as how you and I, because we've accepted Jesus into our heart, we are the object of his love. Mm-hmm. And that basically means that, you know, no matter where we go on this earth, you know, God is always going to be with us. And so kind of what I'm saying by like what I mean by that, like for me right now, I'm trying to read the whole Bible, which is I'm not trying to flex by saying that. But like I, you know, I, I've struggled with the book of Leviticus and I uh, went to my friend Michael Robinson and he gave me a, a better way, which helped me tremendously. There's this app, which uh, gosh, is it awful that I don't even like know the name of the app. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically like, it basically reads it to you and then okay. it explains it to you. It's called, hold on. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. It's called word. I don't know what it's, it, it reads it to you. Okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. It reads it to you and it explains it to you the whole time. And like, it was just crazy. Like I, I listened to the book of Leviticus today and that was such a struggle for me. But then it was like, oh, these, this symbolizes Jesus coming later to do this or that. And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea, but it's, it's mm-hmm. cool when like, when you see things from other people's perspectives. Right. And that's why, that's why, you know, you said, uh, you, you love that question, you know, uh, when did you decide to stop living on your, stop living on your time and start living on God's time? I love asking that question because everyone has a different testimony and every single person mm-hmm. in this world uh, you know, has different, um, yeah, I mean, different testimonies and it's really cool. So like, you know, if you love worship music, like if you love Christian rap, if that's how you get it in, if you love contemporary, if you love hymns, if you love reading the Bible, if you love hearing the Bible, it's just different for everybody. And yeah, for me, like I love reading, but lately it's been hard. So I listen. Right. Yeah, no. And I love that too. I think that whatever you Whatever you can do to make it easier for you to understand the word, I think is going to be best for you, which is also why if you're new to this kind of thing, one of my biggest pieces of advice would be to find some way to have a daily devotional. I think that you can get that in a book form. I think that you can uh, get that in an app. You can get that through email. You can follow social media accounts, you know, whatever it may be. 
Um, but I think that the reason why I like daily devotionals is because um, I have a book for it to where it gives me a daily verse. It explains that verse. And there's a note section to where, um, and actually there's a prayer and there's a note section on there to where um, after I have thought about all of those things that are going on there, um, I can at least write down my thoughts and notes down at right. the bottom of the page. And I love that. Well, something that I got from uh, the place I go to, Central Baptist, uh, like the college ministries thing, the thing that I love, uh, we do a thing called Here, and it's um, highlight, like, you know, you highlight, like, say, like, it, your, your passage is Luke 1 through 2, and okay. say, gosh, uh, Luke, like, say I see, like, Luke 1, 27, I don't even know if that exists, I don't even know if there's 27 verses in Luke. Luke but but you know what i'm saying like say right. 127 like uh sticks out to you the most you highlight it and then you write down okay why did i like e is it's here so highlight explain apply and then uh gosh what's r i don't even remember it's like um it, it's basically like you say a prayer but um so here you highlight the verse you explain the verse what does this verse mean and then a you apply it to your life okay. uh and then r gosh why can't i remember what r is dude i don't know but you just write out a prayer and say like lord please help me to apply this verse to my life and perfect i like that it's helped me a lot and it helps you hear the word better mm -hmm. it's helped me a lot but gunner i like I've that lo i've loved having you on here man i hope that uh somebody today heard something uh and was encouraged uh above anything else if there's anything else you want to say before we hop off let me know. If not, we'll get out. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I think my number one thing is, is just always know that God's got you. Mm, I love that God's that. got you. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for being on, Gunner, and we'll see you guys later.